Bush and Richie with your daily takeaway, uh, a version, a bespoke version for you uh, of the radio show that went out on a Tuesday, which of course famously when we talk about takeaways is uh, a famous pizza company's two for Tuesday night. Oh yeah. I'm not having takeaway tonight, are you having takeaway tonight? I very rarely do, to be honest with you. you could do, I need to do it more. I should do it tonight. I'm wishing that I am because I'm concerned about what I have done, all right? Uh-huh. So I have sorted dinner tonight. We do this take, we, we, we do this, this podcast for you, our daily takeaway. We very rarely actually talk about food on the show. Ever, if ever. Very if ever, rarely. If ever. Let me run you by what I've bought for dinner tonight. Okay. Two red Thai chili infused Salmon fillet steaks. Okay. Okay. So that's pretty good. That's That's how they've chosen to serve it. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for some couscous to go with it, couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. And I thought the couscous was going to be near the rice. And I didn't want to go looking down any other aisles because I thought, why is the couscous not near here? Yeah. I can't find it. So I then bought some sweetened, um, sweetened sour rice. To go with it, what do you reckon? There's a lot of flavours going on there. There's a lot of flavours, and I am concerned about it because I know the other thing that will be said when I get home. It'll be where's the where's the salad? Where's the veg? Where's the green with this? Yeah, it's just very kind of not beige, but kind of it's not beige. It's not beige. I've taken on board the feedback that I buy a lot of beige food. There's no beige whatsoever. It's almost like a jamboree of colours. So the salmon is done in what style? Red Thai. So you've got Thailand going on there. Yeah, Thailand going on there. And yeah. then sweet and sour, which is, I guess, Chinese. Yes. So is that, are they like all right bedfellows in I'd terms say of food? It's a similar continent regarding food, isn't it? It's, it's a not fusion. as if I've gone sort of like Mexican rice. That's a good point. That is a good point. Well, I don't, I don't, I'd serve it and not make a big thing of it and see what happens. <laughs> and see if a big thing is made of yeah, it. Yeah, you and I both, oh, how do I word this carefully? You and I uh, both are in relationships where one half of the relationship has the potential to make a big thing about a thing. Yes. So let's see whether a big thing is made. It probably will be. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Kids these days don't realise how lucky they are. They don't know the born, to use a phrase that my nana from Liverpool used to use quite a bit. Don't know the born. The reason I'm saying this is that last night, I kid you not, this is the God's honest truth, our four-year-old, Thea... Uh, complained about the standard of the Wi-Fi there. <laughs> said our Wi-Fi wasn't very good because she could, couldn't stop her from watching, like, I don't know, she watches, like, Roblox or something on, a, <laughs> on the, the tablet. Incessant little weird tutorials on Roblox or whatever. And apparently our Wi-Fi isn't good enough. And, and I literally was dumbstruck last night. Couldn't believe it. She's got no idea. And it makes me think, we, we've done a sketch on the show about this before, but it makes me think, imagine, right, there was there's a place where kids could go on school trips and experience... What being a kid used to be like back in the day. <laughs> like the, the childhood that all of us lot, listening. How it was for us. And then they would realise, maybe through going to that trip, how lucky they actually are. Very much so. You know I, mean? you, I mean, the thing about the things that you go on school trips when you... I mean, I went to, like, Morwellum Quay and watched some bloke in a tunic make a barrel. I'm not getting anything out of that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, at least if they, if they were to experience what old-fashioned childhoods were yep. like, then they would know. Olden days world, we could call it. So, imagine this is a real place, Olden Days Worlds, run by the Hometime Show on Absolute Radio, it's just off the M6. Uh, what should it, its features, its interactive zones be, do you think? Could there be a zone that the children would go to and they would have to wait maybe four months for 
for a televised game of football. Oh, do you remember that? It was no chance of watching a televised game. There was no televised football whatsoever. <laughs> uh, these days, you're dealing with kids asking for various uh, codes and logins for streaming versions of various different um, sporting platforms for their Xboxes and their Playstations and all that kind of thing. And I think back to my childhood, and you have to wait three months for a live game of football, and it, it could be something like Millwall versus QPR. Well, they, it could be like a virtual reality rumbleos. You go yeah. in there with like a virtual reality dad, and you you watch the scores on teletext like the rest of us. Yes, on a Saturday afternoon in the shopping centre. Yeah, exactly. Uh, other suggestions: uh, four channels zone, so they can kind of understand what it's like. Just to just have four TV channels. Conquer land. Any other suggestions, please? Alex says free serve, fifty six k dial up internet evening with a weekend's package land. Relive the delights of no internet before six pm on a Monday. <laughs> Let's make these kids realise just how lucky they are. Uh, Jim's putting this forward. I don't know how busy this one might be. Respooling a cassette tape with a biro zone. Interactive zone. Bring it your would own be, pencil. It? Yeah. That's really good. Uh, someone says the dinner hall zone. Liver and bacon, corned beef hash, spam and chips, fray bentos pies. The list is endless. All of those things are my favourite meals. <laughs> He's just listed there. Uh, El Tel says uh, sending them to the shop with a note from their nan zone, saying that they're buying cigarettes for her. <laughs> That, was, that reminds me of being a kid, my mum would always say, get us me handbag, and it would just be to get her sickies. <laughs> now, as the founding board members of uh, Olden Days World, we've got a health decision to take on this one. Ryan's putting forward that maybe Olden Days World should smell of cigarette smoke everywhere. Yeah, yes, I mean, you could have um, a party round at your extended family's house zone where you have to sit underneath a pall of smoke and you can't <laughs> see any grandparents' or aunties' or uncles' faces. <laughs> Uh, Debbie in Penzance says, how about the disposable camera area? The pain of not seeing the photo straight away or keeping your fingers crossed that it comes out all right. Yeah. These will work. And then also that insulting sticker that the developer might put on saying, that was blurred, mate. You yeah. Know, it's, thanks Ter- for that. Terrible camera skills sticker. <laughs> one of them. Uh, Alan, what zone are you putting forward? Well, it's absolutely got to be the Findus Crispy Pancake Cafe. Wow. Talk us through that. <laughs> so... Obviously, what you've got is a pancake which is folded over to look like a small pasty. Yep. It's then covered in day-glow orange breadcrumbs. <laughs> day-glow. With a, a molten hot centre which is sent directly from the sun. Brilliant. <laughs> and, and, uh, and they're always way smaller than you remember them being from when you were a kid. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, they're, they're, they're the forerunner of the McDonald's apple pie. Um, For heat. And I swear... I swear that my the roof of my mouth is about 35% thinner because of all the crispy pancakes I ate as a kid. But important to remember, also tasted great. Brilliant, they tasted great. Well, they did, yeah. The minced beets and onion ones were pretty good, to be fair, yeah. Listen, you, you talk about it pretty uh, passionately. Are you available to be uh, the guy on the front door of this thing and talking, <laughs> maybe do the demonstration for the kids? Uh, yeah, maitre d' or sommelier of Finder's pancakes, I'm all over that. Stu in Basingstoke says, Afternoon, guys. I think a metal play park slide heated to within an inch of its life. <laughs> then kids have to slide stroke bum shuffle down in cheap shorts. That was always the, the, oh. the, 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 the secondary insult with that slide, was that they were so hot, but they wouldn't slide either. It's <laughs> awful. Uh, Jono says, How about making them suffer the great unknown of the CFAX holiday shop? Grainy TVs, vague descriptions, no pictures, brochure, <laughs> allocation on arrival. Do you remember those? Not absolutely incredible that you'd book a holiday just on on that. Sitting on the bus thinking, oh my God, I hope those lot get this hotel and wow, not us. that's incredible. Beautiful work. Uh, Lisa would like to put forward Clackerland. A little, little zone where you're just playing with your clackers is incredible. <laughs> Sounds interesting, doesn't yeah, it? it does. uh, we've got Michael on the line. Michael, uh, what are you suggesting? Uh, it was the phone zone. Phone, what happens in phone zone then? Sell it to us, Michael. 
phone zone where you're restricted to about a three metre radius and have to have a conversation in front of everybody who passes. Right, so it's like it's a, this is a landline based bit of uh, education yep. for kids with mobiles these days. It is, yep. That is uh, that that is actually just quite a flashback, isn't it? Like you, you're calling your mate, or like maybe even trying to set up a date for the weekend, but it's in the hallway, and everyone in the house yeah. can hear. And you've got to speak. Uh-huh. You've got to have an awkward conversation with your potential boyfriend or girlfriend's <laughs> parents before you can speak to them. It's awful. Yeah. Even worse in my case, because my name was Michael, the same as my dad. Okay, so, so it got very confusing. Lots, <laughs> lots of very lots of confusion involved with that. Do you know, I, I remember I remember phoning a girl on a landline at school when I, when I was you know back in the day when I was a kid. I wrote the stuff down on a bit of paper that I was going to talk to her about <laughs> <laughs> stuff to chat about. What about that? How embarrassing! Oh, I'm cringing even thinking about it. Planned it all out. The daily Daily and now, if you just got in the car heading home from work, we need to talk about the next great drive-through. This has come into my mind after reading the news today that uh, Greg's have announced further expansion, uh, more Greg's stores coming, but they're beginning wow. to dabble with the idea of 24-hour drive-through Greg's, which I personally think is a wonderful idea. So you could get Greg's at like four o'clock in the morning. Four o'clock in the morning, you wake up, uh, you get up, you need the toilet, you get back to bed, and you're thinking, "No, actually, I'm hungry right now. I need to find a drive-through to get a yum yum." Wow! Or just cheese and bean melt. Cheese and bean melt, exactly. Isn't it a great idea? It's amazing. A Greg's drive-thru. So we're well behind that. But then I thought to myself, there are probably still so many types of drive-thru, because Greg's come up with this idea of the Greg's drive-thru today. There's probably so many still to be invented. And I started wondering in my head and thinking, why isn't there a garden centre drive-thru? I went to the garden centre this morning to pick up some lawn feed, big old sack, really, really heavy (laughs) to carry back to the car. If you think about your garden centre, what have they got? Massive parking spaces, all right? They've got it, it, it always over a massive expanse of land. They've got room for that to be drive through. Yeah. Just drive through. Most modern boots these days, you press a button, boot opens, someone stings it in, don't even need to get out of the car. Click and collect, just put the gnomes in the boot. Exactly. So I reckon there's a garden centre drive through. What do you reckon? What would you want as a drive through? I'll, I'll give you one that there should be, only because this has happened to me recently. What about 24 hour cow pole drive through? It's a great idea. We went on holiday to like Salisbury for the weekend, yeah. and then one of the little ones got a temperature. I was driving around for like an hour trying to find cow pole in garages. But if you knew that by the side of the road there was a great big sort of like purple for the for the really young yeah, kids, big, yeah. big purple shining light, cow pole here, that you'd would, go there. I'd be absolutely made up. Or oh, 24 hour batteries place <laughs> how many of you have been looking for batteries on Christmas Day? Battery drive through Battery drive through uh, An update on garden centres. Nick's in Ascot and says, Long Acres in Bagshot as a drive through for bits of... Uh, bags of topsoil, gas bottles and stuff like that. But why would you want to drive through a garden centre? The best bit about garden centres is going and having, like, a, a toasted tea cake in the cafe surrounded by, like, you know, stone frogs and that. <laughs> and a waterfall feature. It's a very good point. I, I guess they should offer you the option to still get out for their, their lovely farm shops and all that kind Maybe, of Maybe, or you could put your car keys in a, in a uh, Venus flytrap, which is what I end up doing most of the time. Uh, Will in Sheffield has suggested a drive-through to Tuist. Because you've got wow. the arm out the window, although it would mean a lot of people just getting right arm tattoos and that's around about it. Well, I mean, living in Essex, you've got to get that sleeve tattoo done somehow. That's true. Uh, Matt and Derry here on text, he says, drive-through nail bar, that has to be a winner, surely. Uh, Shelley, what are you putting forwards? It is a Prosecco drive-through. Prosecco drive-through. So obviously there's issues yeah. with that. You mean just put it in the boot, right? 
uh, well, in hindsight, I probably didn't think it through very well. But yes, drive through, pick it up before you have your first bottle. Yes. Exactly. I, I think I think most people are able to pick yeah. up the bottle and and put, you know not open it. I, I, why, why not? It'd be great. Sparkling signs by the side of the road and yeah. all that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. And what you could do is, if you've got something to celebrate, you could pop by the Prosecco drive-thru, get a few bottles, turn up at someone's house and go, hey! Yeah, exactly. You don't need to celebrate to have Prosecco. Prosecco is a celebration of itself. You've got the entire <laughs> advertising line there. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emily, what are you suggesting as a drive-thru? Uh, super drugs or boots. Because if you're on a night out or, you know, you forgot, like, makeup or something, you could just nip through the drive-thru. Yes, like, for example, maybe your, your feet are hurting in your shoes because of the heels you're wearing, and you can get yourself a compete. <laughs> exactly, or plasters. Yeah, or plasters, or plasters as well. I guess equally as well, you might be at work, and then sub- suddenly someone suggests, why don't we go out tonight? Yeah. Uh, and, and you don't have all the requisite items. You're thinking, I need that Lynx Africa. You've got to get uh, it on. There you go, exactly. Yes. Exactly. This is The Daily Takeaway. Hey, good to have your company. Science is playing a big part on the Hometime Show this week. Uh, Richie and I are attempting to do something no one else has ever done before, and that's create a thing called the Dunk Index, which is a finite, dependable scale, so that people can tell what the dunking capabilities are of biscuits, because we're sick of not knowing. You've got loads of stuff on the back of a biscuit pack, like uh, calories and kilojoules, etc. but what about how good they dunk? And we really appreciate you guys have been sending in loads of different biscuit ideas that we could test out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we put forward uh, yesterday our favourites. Uh, you put forward the gold bar. It's going to be amazing. I put forward, in my opinion, the unbeatable Fox's chocolate round. Quite a few other people have backed you up on the chocolate round thing. I've not had anyone else say the gold bar would, would be a good <laughs> thing to dunk. Which hurts a little bit, I'll be honest with you. Um, some people have come through um, having a few problems with the science, though, of, of what we're doing. Uh, one of whom has actually uh, decided he'd come back on to... <coughs> confront us about this oh, right. today. Uh, Peter's hanging on. What is your issue then, Peter? Yeah, I just... You need to set some guidelines. Oh, um, I. Especially, especially as you both pick chocolate. Right. If, if the tea's fresh, it's going to be much hotter. The chocolate will melt quicker. So when do you set your dunking? Fresh hot tea and for how long? Because if you dunk it for five seconds and somebody else dunks it for ten, you'll get different results. You sound like a man who comes from maybe a scientific background, Peter, with this kind of insight into our dunking experiment. I'm in engineering, so I'm working with chemical engineers and oil and gas engineers. Whoa. So you have to set, set standards. Peter, you're, 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 you're saying some words here that is reawakening the only grey day that I've achieved in any form of education, and that was, ironically, science. Oh, I've, I've let it then lay dormant for about 30 <laughs> years now. But you're right, there's got to be that control <laughs> element, hasn't there? Something has to stay the same, otherwise you can't compare the results. The control, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if you have a hot cup of tea and you dunk your chocolate biscuit in and someone's got a cup of tea who's been there for 10 minutes going to get completely different results. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and, you know, you talk about standards on this show. If you're a regular listener, you know there isn't any. (laughs) But we'll try our best. (laughs) Well, I won't say anything because I know one of you went to school in Eastbourne, so... (laughs) One of us did, yeah. What's that comment mean? (laughs) Well, I went to school in Eastbourne, but a different one, and we had standards there. Oh, fine, 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 fine. What school were you at? (laughs) I'm not going to say... 
Oh, oh come oh. on. <laughs> Look at him, he's, his back's up. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Well, right here in the studio now, we've set up a little mock example of how it's going to happen. And what we've done is we've tied a piece of string to one of the spare microphones here in Studio 3.1 at Absolute Radio. And then attached to that is one of Richie's bulldog clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to put the biscuit in the clip, lower the microphone down, dunk it into the tea, and then we'll time how long it lasts before it breaks in two. And that's the dunk index. We'll be quite frank with you. We know it's simple. I mean, some of the best inventions ever are simple. But it is a thing of beauty. Isn't it? Look at that. The, the, The way the bulldog clip sort of just swings on that, that piece of street. It actually does look quite grim. At, at the side of an angle with kind of slightly rough frayed rope. <laughs> yeah. And I feel sorry for, obviously, Dave and the breakfast team because, obviously, I think Dyson uses that microphone, but yeah. it's going to be quite hard to cut the string off it each day. So Well, you can't, so it's going to be on it. So when you listen, when you wake up to the Dave Bowie Breakfast Show tomorrow morning, be safe in the knowledge that Dyson is broadcasting <laughs> into microphone with a hanging bulldog clip from it. <laughs> from our biscuit noose. <laughs> So we've decided on eight biscuits that are out we of... We can't call it the biscuit, biscuit noose. Biscuit noose. That's, that's sounds so sinister. That. But we have decided on eight biscuits that we're going to be putting to the test over the next couple of weeks on this show. We're going to be revealing them tonight on this show before seven. This is The Daily Takeaway. Big news, obviously, this week, Richie and I are going to be doing the dunk index, working out what the dunking capability of a selection of biscuits is. And we've been promising you that we narrowed the field down to eight biscuits that we're going to test over the next few weeks here on Home Time. And I believe... The draw has just come through. Has indeed just come through from the production team here at Home Time. Big, big production team behind this show. Big, big team. Big, big team. This is the draw. Um, I'm seeing it for the first time. You haven't even seen it at all yet. So, match number one. Ginger Nuts will play Bourbon Creams. Hopefully, Ginger Nuts will absolutely rinse it there. That's that's two difficult biscuits. It is. Two quite durable ones. Could be quite a lengthy quarterfinal, that one. Quarterfinal yep. number two. Uh, shortbread Fingers taking on my Fox's Chocolate Rounds. Interesting head-to-head. Two curveball biscuits there. Uh, your Gold Bar nominated. Uh, going up against Jammy Dodgers in quarterfinal three. Jammy Dodgers, children's biscuits. Shouldn't even be in the competition. And, and, and this is going to be... This is a shoo-in for the chocolate hobnob taking on the ever-so-flimsy rich tea. The Give Blood Biscuit, as we described it on yesterday's show. Uh, We will be dunking these with our contraption that we... If you have a little look on Twitter, at Absolute Radio, you can see the thing we're going to be using. And the first heat is tomorrow. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. There's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Just to clarify Richie's comment there, as we were in going into the start of the show about uh, both of us being in relationships with people who can make a big thing of things. Did I say that? Well, it was kind of along those lines. We just wanted to say he didn't he didn't intend to mean it like that. I'm going to have to rewind to check. I said that. I'm not sure I said that. <laughs> Is there a VAR for this kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs>